Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is called The Telltale Rapper, an adaptation of a story by Edgar Allan Poe written for you by Daniel Hines. Don't worry, it's not scary. Today, we'd like to say a special thank you to Parker, Walker, and Archer and their family from Calgary, Alberta, James, Lucas, and Issa and their family from New Paltz, Lucy Violet and Addie Rose and their family, Jeremiah and Winston and their family from Round Rock, Texas, Grady, Clara, and Theo and their family, Tiger Lily and her friends Rosie and Levi, Finn and Rowan and their family, Charlie and Judith and their family in Winnipeg, and Devin and Reeve and their family. Thank you so much, Reeve, Devin, Judith, Charlie, Rowan, Finn, Levi, Rosie, Tiger Lily, Theo, Clara, Grady, Winston, Jeremiah, Addie Rose, Lucy Violet, Issa, Lucas, James, Archer, Walker, and Parker. You are part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun new stories for our listeners. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or just tell a friend about us. You can also head over to patreon.com stories and make a monthly donation. For just $1 a month, you can listen to all of our new episodes and our entire back catalog ad-free. Now, here's a word from our sponsors. Everyone I talk to says the same thing. Having kids is amazing, but taking them shopping for clothes is not so amazing. That's why I'm thrilled to tell you about today's sponsor, Rockets of Awesome. It's going to make you fall in love with shopping for clothes not just for your kids, but with them too. Rockets of Awesome consistently delivers value and quality by designing on-trend, stylish clothes at an affordable price. One-of-a-kind items with glow-in-the-dark, reflective, and flip-sequin details that are designed to be mixed and matched so you know your kid will look put together when they run out the door. The Rockets of Awesome website is filled with endless, stylish clothes for your kids sizes 3 to 12 that will be super fun to scroll through while you and your family pick your favorites. Plus, the unboxing experience is genuinely magical. Discover fun and delightfully stylish looks that your kids will love and feel confident in. Right now, you can get 20% savings towards your first order only at rocketsofawesome.com stories and use promo code STORIES. That's rocketsofawesome.com slash stories, promo code STORIES, for 20% savings towards your first order. rocketsofawesome.com slash stories and use promo code STORIES. Stories Podcast is brought to you by Chase. Millennials are skipping the starter home and buying more three- to four-bedroom houses than prior generations. This means a larger down payment. Until you save money back up again, you're temporarily house-rich. Chase can help you build up your funds again by saving you money over time. While other lenders incentivize the upfront transaction, Chase is there for you in the long run. They actively manage your mortgage over time and help you lower your payments or pay it all off faster. As a Chase customer, they'll save you money over time by showing you how you can lower your monthly payment. Chase, make more of what's yours. Learn more at chase.com stories. All home lending products are subject to credit and property approval. Rates, program terms, and conditions are subject to change without notice. Not all products are available in all states or for all amounts. Other restrictions and limitations apply. Home lending products offered by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank N.A. and Equal Housing Lender. Thanks! Enjoy the episode! The Telltale Wrapper It all started when my moms bought the new cookies. I'm not saying it was the cookie's fault exactly, but I'm not not saying that either. 
Some things are just too sweet to resist. Do you know what I mean? It's impossible to say when I first had the idea, but once I had it, it was all I could think about. The new cookies. They were double chocolate chip, extra chewy. My mom's put them in the special snack cabinet, the one way over the sink that even they have to stand on a step stool to reach. It was the one place I couldn't get them. We used to keep snacks in the regular cabinet, but, well, I would eat them. I would eat them all. I would eat every last bite. The ones for me, the ones for my little sister, and even my mom's granola bars. At least the ones with chocolate chips. I knew it wasn't fair and they would get mad at me, but it didn't matter. Once I got started snacking, it just didn't matter. I was like a human garbage disposal. I'd just eat and eat until my belly was swollen and achy and I had to take a nap. I knew it wasn't good for me. I knew that. I really did. But chocolate. Chocolate. You get it. Don't think I was crazy, though. I mean, don't think I didn't have a plan. I had to have one. I'd been caught taking snacks too many times before. My moms were alert and ready for me. The second the kitchen light flicked on, I'd hear them sit up in bed and one of them would call for me. It was usually mom because mama sleeps a little heavier. She'd yell, Alan, you aren't looking for snacks, right? And I'd lie and say I was just getting a glass of water. That only worked for a little while, though, and now I have to get water from the upstairs bathroom. The kitchen is off-limits after bedtime, and to sneak in is punishable by grounding. Which is why my plan had to be perfect. I worked on it for a whole week. I worked on it harder than I ever had on my homework. I had lists and maps and everything. First, I needed to deal with the light. That was easy enough, though. I found a little flashlight in the junk drawer in the kitchen. It was small enough to hide in my hand, but it was still a little too bright for sneaking. I was worried it would wake up Mom. To fix it, I took some scotch tape and put it over the light end. Not all the way, but most of the way. When I was done, only a tiny spider strand of light could escape. It was perfect. Next, I had to practice getting into the kitchen. I would go up and down the stairs to my bedroom on the second floor, and I would pay attention. The fifth step groaned like an old man with a bad back. The eleventh creaked low like a tree in the wind. I would have to be careful to avoid them. After the steps, I had to creep down the hallway. My mom's room was there, so I had to leave the light off. There were lots of things to trip on, and it would be too hard in the dark. Luckily, there was a window there, and on certain nights, the moonlight would shine through. It wasn't much, but with practice, it would be enough. Finally, I had to get into the cabinet, the one way over the sink that even my moms have to stand on a step stool to reach. For a while, I thought that would be impossible, but after a week of planning, I had a stroke of genius. Well, a stroke of smartness, at least. On the eighth night, before bed, I pretended to lose my toy car under the kitchen table. I dragged away the chair to crawl under and look for it and left the chair right under the cupboard. It would have been too loud to drag at night, but nobody noticed while getting ready for bed. 
It was perfect. And finally, everything was ready. Later that night, after I was sure everyone had fallen asleep, I slipped slowly from my bed. When I say slowly, you need to understand how slow. You know how you look at a clock and the time changes, but you don't actually see the big hands move? Well, I was slower than that. I was slow as a glacier. I was quiet as a cloud drifting across the sky. I was like a spy or a ninja or a thief. Well, maybe that last one doesn't feel so good, but I was too hungry to notice at the time. I headed down the stairs, slowly, so slowly. I skipped the fifth step that groaned like an old man with a bad back. I carefully avoided the eleventh and its creaking noises. I came to the hallway. I could hear Mama's snores, but Mom was as quiet as ever. Of course, the moon was full, just like I planned, and the edge of that silvery light spilled into the hallway. It wasn't much, but it let me slip past their door and into the kitchen. For a moment, I was afraid they'd notice the move chair, but when I flipped on my flashlight, the thin beam showed it still in position. Perfect! Quiet as a very shy mouse, I climbed up the chair. My hands started to shake a little. I was nervous. I was so, so nervous. To tell you the truth, I had a moment then. A moment where I realized what I was doing was wrong. It was sneaky, it was lying, and it was unhealthy. I was better than this. I had told my moms I wouldn't steal food anymore. I had promised my sister I would share. I had even mostly meant it. It wasn't too late. I could have just gone back to bed and pretended it didn't happen. It made sense, and I had decided to call the whole thing off. But first, maybe just a look. I opened the cabinet and turned on the flashlight. The thin beam fell right onto the cookies. They were sealed in a blue plastic wrapper. The picture on the outside looked like more chocolate chips than cookie, and the writing promised a chocolatey explosion of flavor in every bite. My willpower crumbled. It crumbled like a cookie left too long in a glass of milk. Maybe if the light had shone on something else, I would have been okay. But the cookies, they just looked so good. Before I knew it, the package was in my trembling hands. The wrapper crinkled softly, and I panicked so hard I almost dropped them right there. Maybe it would have been better if I had. Standing there, I thought about eating a few and putting the rest back, but I knew I couldn't do that. The wrapper would be too loud in the kitchen. Besides, I couldn't risk leaving anything behind. I had to destroy the evidence. That's what I told myself, at least. But now, looking back... I just wanted to eat all the cookies. I wanted to eat every last morsel, and I couldn't do that standing in the kitchen. No, they had to come with me. They belonged with me. I took the package and closed the cabinet. Heart racing, I clutched the cookies to my chest and snuck back to my room. They crinkled loudly with every step, but I made it back to bed without waking anybody up. 
Once I was there, I slid under my covers and froze, my heart pounding so hard I thought the sound of it might wake up my mom's. A minute passed, then five. All was silent. I had gotten away with it. Barely believing my good luck, I carefully peeled open the plastic wrapper. And there, under the covers of my bed, I feasted. I barely tasted the first cookie I swallowed it so fast. The second and third were slower, and the rest just kept on getting sweeter. Truly, the cookies were as good as advertised, and before too long, I had finished the entire package. Every bit, every bite. Not so much as a crumb escaped me. Once I was done, I looked at the wrapper. I couldn't throw it in the trash. My moms would see it there, and I'd have to sneak by their room again anyway. Same problem with the trash in the garage. I needed to stash it for a while, somewhere they wouldn't look, and then I could throw it out another day, when everyone had forgotten they even existed. I thought for a long time, and eventually I remembered the loose floorboard. It was under my little area rug, and I knew my moms didn't know about it. I moved the rug and lifted the little board. Underneath was a tight little space in the floor. It wasn't very big, but it held the wrapper once I balled it up. The plastic crinkled and rustled when I mashed it in, but it was just for a second. A moment later, the board was back in the floor. The rug was back on the board, and I was back in my bed. I had done it. Full beyond belief, belly aching from the chocolate overstuffing, but a sticky smile on my lips, I eventually fell asleep. The next morning, I woke up and went downstairs to find my mom's and sister at the kitchen table. They smiled at me and passed a bowl of oatmeal with strawberries mixed in. I was still so full from the cookies I didn't do more than play with it, but I don't think they noticed. Everything was going perfectly until it was time to pack a snack for my school lunch. Mama opened the special cabinet above the sink, telling me that I could have three cookies for snack today since I've been so good. But, of course, the cookies weren't in the cabinet. And, also of course, I was blamed right away. He did it again, my sister Annabelle shouted. He ate all the cookies before I could even have one. I denied it. I told them I had been asleep. How could I have? There were no lights, no noise. I was so sure I had gotten away with it that when they suggested they search my room, I agreed right away. We all went up there and they started poking around. I sat on my bed and tried to look innocent. If you think that's easy, you should try it sometime. As cheerfully as possible, they searched everything, even the trash in the garage. Of course, they didn't find anything. My plan had been perfect. Eventually, my moms came to my room and stood in front of me. They started to apologize, saying they were sorry for not trusting me, but that they just didn't know where the cookies could have gone. As they talked, I felt worse and worse. Then, something new and terrible. Every time they apologized, I heard a rustle in my ears. A crinkly rustle, just like the sound the cookie wrapper made. I knew the wrapper was under the floorboard. There was no way it should be crinkling. But it was. 
I could hear it. Under their feet, it crinkled and crackled and scrunched. Every time they spoke, I heard it loud as day. Soon I was worried they would hear it too. That rustle, that crinkle, they had to hear it. They kept talking, telling me they were proud of me for being better about the snacks. The crinkling was louder. It was deafening. They had to hear it. They just had to. I started talking back to them, not even sure what I was saying. I got louder, my voice rising high to cover the sound of all the wrapper crinkling beneath their feet. It didn't work. I heard it crinkling still every time they so much as blinked. They asked me what was wrong, and I said nothing. I started to stomp my feet. Boom, boom, anything to cover that terrible sound, that hideous crinkle crackle. It kept going. It got louder. It grew and grew until it seemed to be all I could hear. Every word my mom said was nothing but the rustling of a stolen bag of cookies. Finally, I couldn't take it anymore. The sound was too much. Louder, 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 louder. I'm sorry, I wailed, tears springing to my eyes. Sorry, said Mama. What are you talking about? I can't take the noise anymore. What in the world are you talking about? The crinkling, the crackling. I know you can hear it too. What do you mean? I stole the cookies. Look, under the rug, under the floorboard, here. I swept back the rug and pulled up the board. The crinkling sound stopped in an instant. Finally, there was peace. Peace and quiet. Of course, there wasn't peace exactly. I got grounded for stealing the cookies with extra time for lying, but that was okay. I knew I deserved it. My stomach ache wasn't great either. My moms did go easier on me because I came clean in the end. The funniest thing, though? I asked my moms later if they had heard the crinkling. It turns out, they hadn't. I had just felt so guilty I had imagined it all. Isn't that the silliest thing you ever heard? The End Today's story, The Telltale Rapper, was adapted for you by Daniel Hines and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, make a monthly donation at patreon.com stories, or simply tell your friends about us. Thanks for listening!